Week Zero Sports with Petty and Michael. They're a bunch of fucking amateurs. If I'm here and you're here, doesn't that make it our time? Welcome back, Week Zero fans. It's time for episode 56, and we've got a hurricane party going on down in Florida, don't we, Petty? Yeah, the slight little uh, tropical depression decided to slam into the state this morning, uh, named Ian at a Category 4 level. So, two miles an hour from a Category 5, right? Yeah, yeah. whatever that <laughs> Virtually means. Virtually a Category 5. Yeah, so man, it's uh, it, it was supposed to hit Tampa in the face, which would have caused a little more chaos my way, but it, it went a little south, so right now I'm just dealing with a lot of wind and rain and Internet uh, maybe, problems. Maybe a little bit of internet sketchiness, so we're hoping to get this in before all goes out. So this is, uh, let's get this in before the hurricane takes Petty away from the internet. Yeah, you may not get the show until sometime Thursday, but we're out here Wednesday <laughs> night recording this thing as Ian bears down. But the show must go on, right, Petty? That's right. As Queen says, the show must go on. That's right. Well, what you got in store for us this week on that note? Oh, man. Look, after a crazy week of football and a good one to come, that's why we had to get together. I mean, we have to go into the mailbag this week. Brother Pantez wants to know our thoughts on Auburn, so damn it, we will give him our thoughts on Auburn. Hey, man, uh, ask and you shall receive. That's right. Uh, Aunt Kirby makes us eat a little bit of our praises on Georgia from last week. Maybe by design. <laughs> the Midnight Yell Seance <laughs> uh, work uh, yeah, for, for the dude cheerleaders out in Aggieland because – they sure as hell didn't win the game. Yeah, but, I mean, on the other hand, uh, there was another team on the field fighting not to win just yeah, as hard. trying to give it right damn to them. I, I know mean, that's come how- on. Like the handoff, the 100-yard handoff. Oh, gracious, gracious. <laughs> um, we suggested last week that uh, Ole Miss and Kentucky might have some trap games in Tulsa and Northern Illinois heading into their big game coming up this weekend, and it it, it – it, we, they better hope it was a trap game because if not, we may have a sloppy top, you know, eight fourteen matchup this weekend. Um, uh, but that, you know, all that good stuff and some big games, and of course, we're we're gonna get to our picks this week. Our our, our man Michael over here was a smoking three and zero. Oh. Um, I cooled off a little bit, was two and two, but we both nailed the is our our con- combined WTFs. Both mm-hmm. of them hit with uh, one of them winning straight up as a plus seven dog. And uh, I think the Oregon State Beavers. I told you to go in on those condoms, and they 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 they, they held the Trojans close. So we we nailed the WTF. So hey, Absolutely. we got picks for you. Absolutely. And uh, on that note, WTFs. Just thinking back, and this this number could be way off because I'm going from memory, and we all know how risky that is. Yeah. But um, I think we've given maybe six or eight WTFs this year, and what one has has lost. Oh my gosh, man! It was just one, and and yeah. over history, I, I'm we're hitting at a cliff like that on the WTS. Yeah. Maybe we I should have the balls probably at the seventies. As weird we, as that may be, we need to just start calling them our picks. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, and then well, maybe, it's just because they seem so counterintuitive. A lot of times, you feel stupid making the pick, but that's well, why yeah, I'm you WTS. Well, yeah, you were all over Appalachian State last week, and you looked at the line and said, "Man, they, you know, they they just beat." Uh, A&M on the road. They had the the big back and forth game with North Carolina, and they're only a seven point favorite over what was it? Old Dominion was that who it was? No, <laughs> even better, James Madison. James Madison. Oh yeah, well, those... like a president or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Abraham Lincoln. Right. Yeah, Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> rolled in. Straight up. But yeah, yeah. no man. It, so we we've got a lot of fun for you. We're going to talk about the stuff we 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 ran through, and then give you some picks on our way out. And hope oh, well, I, I like it, man. It sounds like 
uh, you know, a, a powerful 45 minutes, right? Yeah, absolutely. Kind of like Ian, as powerful as Ooh. Ian right now. Um, well, let's let's go ahead and cater to the fan base uh, since we've had such an aggressive request for this. And let's talk about everybody's favorite little brother down south, the Auburn Tigers. How are things going down on the Plains? It is, uh, it's not going well when, you know, Forever, we we loathe the term Indian burial ground because it usually meant that Auburn just magically snatched uh, uh, defeat from the jaws or victory from the jaws of defeat against some good team and some crazy or a national game. championship yeah. from the jaws of Alabama two or three different times. Now they're needing it to beat Missouri, and I'm not even sure if it was you know it, I guess it was Indian <laughs> burial ground when you're missing 22 yard field goals and your running back. <laughs> is walking into the end zone and just just throws the ball away. What was that about? I mean, talk about fighting to not win a game. This was this was the epitome of why am I watching this? Yeah, it's just a, a man uh, to, you know, it's kind of like the Harlem Globetrotters, if they weren't good, or like one of those little sideshows that they have of like little kids that come out and play basketball in the middle of the game. You know what I, I mean? It was bad. I was expecting Cartman to break in a broadcast at any moment in the game. And, uh, okay, Al, uh, seven at Jordan Hare, we've got a cripple fight. Uh, yeah, exactly. Jordan Hare. Exactly. Um, God, it was bad. I mean, Auburn's quarterbacks are bad. Missouri's giving the game away. Auburn fans leave pissed after they win a game. I don't know. You know, here's the deal. You know what I think is the kind of the funniest thing about all this is I feel like Auburn was kind of priming the pumps to try to outdo Arizona State and Herm and maybe even like, like, oh, they fired him in the end zone. We'll fire him on the sideline. You know, I think they were really setting up a great firing for ESPN. And then he won the game and they're like, well, whoa, whoa. shit. (laughs) Yeah. Missouri fans left mad. Auburn fans left mad. Everybody was pissed. You know, it's just, just uh, the War Eagle is hiding his eyes. He's scared to death. It's just bad. I feel like Brian Harson's kind of in like a Coach O situation when they're firing. He's going to be like, all right, show me the door and that check, please, and I'll see you guys later. No problem. It's been great working with you. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I've told my wife multiple times, I'm sorry that I didn't become a failed SEC football coach. Oh, my God. One of the <laughs> most lucrative positions on earth is failed SEC coach. Good Lord. Look at Jimbo. Right now, he doesn't even have to coach. He could go – Oh and eight this year, and they're gonna be like, "What do we do? A hundred mil?" Well, I learned it with Houston Nut, man. I saw that it I, for some reason saw his contract, and one of the bonuses was if to win the SEC championship, he got like five hundred thousand dollars. Which, hey, man, that's that's a nice little chunk of change. But if he got fired, his buyout was like seven million. So, yeah, to what be, are you trying to do? To, to out coach <laughs> Nick Saban, you get half a million. To let Nick Saban just kick your ass while you go through the motions, you get $7 million. Yeah, I'm sorry, wife, that I didn't become a failed SEC football coach. It just, Talk about early retirement, though. You'd be like 35 and just took a $100 million buyout. Like, See you guys oh, later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, Auburn fans, you're going to think we're crazy, but bear with us because when we break down your game with LSU, which used to be one of the craziest matchups, hell, I think it measured on the Richter scale one time in Baton Rouge in like 1989. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a, it's it's a little off this year. 
But bear with us. We may shock you on our predictions for that game coming up later. <laughs> yeah, this is one of those tales of two uh, week zero hosts, right? We're going to sit here and just bash the shit out of Auburn for a minute and then turn around <laughs> and shock the world later in the show. Yeah, when we give you our thoughts on said barn. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, um, speaking of the insanity, we touched on this one just a minute ago earlier, but how on earth did Arkansas lose that game against Texas A&M for those of you who are in a hole or whatever? But well, how did they lose it? Um, it well, they drove down their throat doing what we thought they would do, being a better offensive team, mm-hmm. and, and and went got up to the end zone somehow, handed the ball to Texas A and M, and let them do a thirty-minute uh, expo on how to fumble your way down the field with the football for a touchdown. Uh, yeah, and then at that point, you knew that whatever seance that they did at that Friday night yell practice, and however many backwards, uh. Uh, sway back arm grab you know fighting Texas egg you know you know <laughs> however it works, many apparently it, it works you've been asking why do they keep doing it why do they keep showing up well, well apparently you the saw that they do works you saw the ball sell off that's the only explanation I have because Arkansas was the better team uh I, I mean A&M scored 16 points against one of the uh, most I mean Arkansas is not a great defensive team and now I'll say this: A and M did show that their their defense they they mounted up and kind of slowed Arkansas, but I, I, it just I had high hopes for the Hogs this year, kind of in the West, but those are quickly becoming medium hopes. Oh yeah, and again, <laughs> that's a game they win, and you go into Alabama, and you know it's not that big of a deal if Bama pops you, but now they're looking down the barrel of, of losing several games and just falling off the radar after being in the top 10 just a week ago. Well, there's a reason why Arkansas wasn't in my over-unders for wins at the beginning of the year. Yeah, Too well, they're, they're, they're there. And it good call. trended wild. negative. <laughs> yeah, they're a wild card. Very, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Well, um, I guess we can't get into this week without covering – what went down in uh, Neyland Stadium on Saturday night and how they also decided to just totally shit the bed on a cover but still came out with the win just like we knew they would. at Tennessee. Seriously? You know, look. Finally give them some credit. <laughs> we we, we want to find reasons to, to love on you and cheer for you and we pick you and we think that the line is setting up for you to kick Florida's ass and you do exactly what we expect and then you just you quit. You quit on us. Hey, but at least they didn't punt, right? Because, I mean, you go. <laughs> no, they didn't punt. I tell you what, though, man. Hendon Hooker is having a hell of a year. His name is in the Heisman race easily right now. If if, sure. if you're not paying attention, he's on fire. That offense puts him in every damn game. And mm-hmm. that look, admit it. I, we're not Tennessee people. I'm an Ole Miss fan, and you're a Bama guy, so you got to hate that that orange. But No, I don't like him the, at all. The SEC is better when that stadium is full of checkers and all that ugly-ass orange and whites going nuts. Look, I, I liked it. I liked what I saw. I liked the atmosphere of the game. I liked that one of the biggest games of the 90s was, was relevant again, and all of us had to stop and watch Tennessee, Florida. It was good stuff, and well, maybe if Tennessee had a good year, they quit being such assholes. You know I, what I mean? I like throwing that. lighters and mustard bottles at people. Look, Tennessee's <laughs> going to Tennessee, man. But right now, they've got a reason to Tennessee. They've got a great offense. Their defense is going to keep other teams in games. But uh, look, man, you've got to be a little bit worrisome when uh, Anthony Richardson's throwing 450 yards and 
guys were wide open over the middle of that defense all day. It's like there were all good, day. And I guess they were trying to not let him beat them deep, and they were trying to keep Richardson in front of them. But man, it just allowed a cushion in front of that defense, and he ripped it apart. Their linebackers were too worried about him running, and it left the middle wide open, which says a lot about him. To be first yeah. off, let's give him a lot of credit. But yeah, it, you know, but hey, good game, uh, Napier. If you're a Florida fan, you can take away the fact that you went into a stadium and took a bunch of punches to the mouth, and you fought to the end. On the flip side, as a Tennessee fan, you you got an exciting team, and if you were watching Georgia give up 22 points to Kent State, your eyes probably lit up like, holy shit, if, if, if Kent State can put 22 on them, we might can score some points on these Bulldogs. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I guess Georgia finally got tested, and we saw some yeah. kicks in the arm. <laughs> By the flashes. <laughs> Man, that kind of shit happens, and again, when Kirby was our defensive coordinator, I remember it was Georgia Southern, I think, or Georgia State, one or the other. Georgia Southern, I think. Yeah. that straight up just put like 200 yards rushing against our defense that had only been allowing like 30 or 40. Um, it just shows when you get out coached. I mean, Kirby's out talenting everybody right now. There, yeah, well, yeah, there, and, and you, you get up on him sometimes. I mean, I, nobody even says Saban's the best X's and O's coach. You can get up yeah, on but him. Damn it, Aunt Kirby! Just a week ago, even you, Michael, had finally decided to say, you know what? Maybe Georgia is this machine. Maybe they are the joyless murder ball. And instead, they look lackadaisical, kind of like our, our the Tide did the week before. And then Alabama has that SEC opponent come in, and it's like all of a sudden, it's like, oh the dog the you get the cheetah package blood. you get this new <laughs> cheetah package as if bama's defensive line wasn't fair enough we're going to insert the cheetah package where will anderson stands up on the outside and you might as well have me we got play. you got 31 41 and 15 all out there at the same time which is like three very fast very aggressive pass rushers <laughs> i take i texted michael during Unfair. it i said it might as well be me and you standing out there at right tackle because i mean it's about the yeah same difference as this kid slowing that guy's no shot whatsoever <laughs> no one-on-one i mean like that kudos to uh one former Pete, fourth and Golding, or third and Golding, we used to call him, right? Yeah. Because um, he never he couldn't stop anybody on third down for like two years. But um, credit to him for putting together an innovative package that gets a mismatch and allows one of our guys to show how good he is. Now, Bob, on the other side, could take a lesson from that. And <laughs> like, hey, I would just like to see my boy Bryce throw to a wide-open guy every now and then. Hook me up. <laughs> Look, absolutely, but... I Back to Will for a second. I think my favorite Will Anderson trait that he's changing offenses that we also talked about is one of the things that most offenses can run is when when you when you flow to one side or motion to one side and you you pull your offensive line and you're running a sweep you more times than not you you, you yeah. leave the blind side the offside defensive end alone because he's not going to have the ability to make a play that's moving that fast away. Will Anderson jacks all that up. You cannot leave him unblocked on those plays. He makes so many tackles from the backside. And if you watch Will, and I think you did some of like my favorite thing to do this week. I heard you talking oh, yeah. about it. But if you just take a little time and just watch Will every play, you'll see him in on a lot of plays that are far away from the ball at the line of scrimmage. He gets all the way around his his uh, blocker and gets to the running back before he's had time to pick a hole a lot of times and is around his feet when he gets into the hole. And that's pretty damn amazing considering that he's going against running backs that you know run 4-3, four, 4-4, four, four, you know, four, whatever they run. I mean, they're not slow guys, right? So the fact that he can get around from the backside like that, sometimes even with a blocker in the way, is yeah. it's just it's, it's, it's awesome to watch. Yeah, if you get bored or you're stuck watching Bama and you're like, damn, this is boring, 
um, because they're just murdering whoever the hell it is their opponent is of the week. Just watch Will Anderson. That's not boring. If you like just the beauty of of domination and one football player disrupting and going all out on every play, uh, it's he's he's what Jadavian Clowney wanted to be, or if Jadavian Clowney would have given a hundred percent, that that's Will Anderson. Well, look, to be perfectly honest, as a Bama fan, that was a great game to watch. Our team looked like they were finally starting to really click for the first time this year. Yep. It was the first time we just dominated, uh, and it's Vanderbilt. Yeah, okay. it's Vandy. Big deal. It's Vandy. But it looked like we wouldn't get 100 penalties a quarter like we were getting. No, y'all were, so clean, like were cleaning some focused, stuff up. And yeah. That's I mean, all I care to see. You know, I'm not trying to complain ever because, I mean, hell, they're football young players. Young looked like here. The, the, the young poet sure. quarterback that he's been the last, you know, where he's throwing for 300 a quarter or a half or whatever. We win because we're more disciplined than everybody else right. and we're bigger, stronger, and faster. If one of those things falls apart, we kind of lose. So it's good to see it all back in place again. <laughs> well, it, discipline, that's a good seg into our next group. And that mm-hmm. was the Ole Miss and Kentucky games. and Where it was di- a little lackluster. Yeah, not so much discipline. Look, Ole Miss, who kind of started out a little sluggish, their defense took a pop to the mouth and they were down, found themselves actually down 14-7 to at one point in the game real quick. But then in the second quarter, they answered with 28 points, and they went up 38-17. to 17. You're like, hmm, okay, this is what we were expecting. They're playing it. They, they, they got off the rust. But then that, with that discipline where we were just talking about, they came out in the second half, and it's almost like they were, they were, their mind was on the Kentucky game. And Ah, that's what I was going to say. They, both Kentucky and Ole Miss had something in common last week. And they had a very big game the next week and little chumpy teams this week. And yours was, let's not say that Tulsa was a chumpy team by any means. Not a Power 5 team is what we'll say because no. Tulsa's competitive. They're going to no. give Cincinnati a run for their money this week. You know, they're they're a good team. Hey, Tulsa came in came in the number one passing team in the country. Their, their number one quarterback went out and their second quarterback came in and was a scrambling guy. And I think it kind of jarred our defensive game plan a little bit. And at times mm-hmm. that can catch you off when a team has a little bit of talent health. This is a Tulsa team that was leading Ohio State in the fourth quarter last year that took uh, Cincinnati in Cincinnati, their closest game until Bama pumped them in the mouth. Um, So it's not a completely inept Tulsa team. So, again, it it was Ole Miss's probably best test to date. But one of the most, the the positive that I take away from the game again is this is something that I think uh, Saban, that Kiffin brought over from Saban. Is after the game, the locker room wasn't celebrating an eight point victory after being four and oh. They were pissed off at the performance in the second half. And to me, that tells me, hey, was it, it really wasn't what you wanted to see on the scoreboard, but the team's mindset is in the right spot that, hey, we're not happy with what just happened. We got to go back to work and get better if we're going to play a team like Will Levis in Kentucky coming to town, who's getting their start and running back, uh, Chris Ro- uh, Rodriguez back. And hell, man, they're number eight, seven in the country. They're, they, people want to, Crap on Kentucky, and I know the SEC shorts was, you know, kind of giving them the, you're kind of a pretender, but man, Kentucky's been there a couple years, hasn't they? Kentucky's been solid for the last, you know, Stoops era, let's just say, right? And they got a a solid, workable quarterback, which again, I don't think is a number one draft pick like some of the pundits are giving him. Um, but I do think he's pretty serviceable, and I, I like to say in joke that he's a poor man's Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> um so yeah, they've got and they've got they're going to play defense. They're going to play solid defense. Now, having said that, I think that uh, 
you know, Ole Miss is probably are we we're not even, we're getting into this. We're into it. We're into the big games, right? I can go ahead. This perfect just led us right into it. So yeah, we yeah we can go ahead because the first big game that we've got written down happens to be Kentucky Ole Miss. So let's just we can just pop right into the yeah. Let's just jump right in because you know we we talked about them having crappy games last week. Nobody cares against those anymore. Frankly, this week's coming up. We got the Wildcats rolling into Oxford and. Yes, Lane, the stadium will be jumping, so you don't have to worry about that, right? Sorry, Lane. We like I'm with Michael. We got to get some asses out of the grove, man. Do y'all not hear Lane? We got they sell the beer at the stadium now. Go on in. There's beer in the stadium. We've got the best coach we've ever had. The product on the field is actually good. Leave the go damn grove. Yeah, just stay. go for a little while. You gotta stay the whole damn time. You yeah. can just be there to scream for them when they come out of the tunnel, and once they're winning by thirty, go get drunk. Yeah, then then go back to yeah. Exactly. Easy peasy. That gets it done. And look, if you're there and you make that stadium rocking and you give a little bit of a home field advantage, that's going to make sure that I'm, you know, still in the in the positive next week, right? Uh, because this one might be in my pick 3. Ooh. I do think Lane Kiffin will be able to find he's got some plays uh in the running game especially this year with the the running back talent that you guys have i think he's going to be able to find some holes in that defense you guys are going to be able to gash kentucky up on the ground like they haven't been cut up yet this year if they are able to stop it i think you guys have enough horses in the barn to get some touchdown plays through the air we might get to see a little bit of that air game that everybody's been wanting to see so much because it might be necessary um this week a little bit so i'm excited to watch this one i think uh i'm not gonna lie because kentucky their quarterback is their strength on offense and your defense is set up to stop that dink and duck passing right i I think that's pretty good. Now, if they if they go into a power running game, and this game could get ugly and slow, and it could you could see two teams, you, you could see a, a half that lasts forty five minutes. Really, the way yeah. these teams might, if they get in that kind of game, yeah. Um, and they've gotten in those type of games in the past a few times they've played. Absolutely. So I think this could stay a close game through most of the game, but I do think that uh, you know that little bit of an advantage on offense for the Ole Miss Rebels is going to let you guys pull it out. Man, I. Look, I know I'm a homer, but there's a few things that make me feel that you may be right. Uh, One of the things is Ole Miss, I I know we mentioned that uh, Tulsa kind of popped them a little bit on offense last week, but Ole Miss was playing without two of their most, uh, their biggest contributors from the transfer portal thus far. Uh, The Auburn defensive line transfer, J.J. uh, Pegues, didn't play last week. They let him sit out. Uh, Coleman, Kari Coleman from TCU, the linebacker that's been making leads the leads the SEC and plays in the backfield outside of you know the man Will Anderson. They both didn't play, so we're getting those guys back. But outside of that, man, here lately, if you've been watching our show, you know I, I I'm a guy that's that's really jumped into statistics or trends. And man, I found one from our our man Walker Bailey at, at Rebel Grove on the message board that really caught my eye that that might tend to might light Michael up a little bit. Bob Stoops on the road against SEC West opponents is not only just he's two and eight against the spread and zero and ten straight up. So Stoops hadn't had the greatest luck on the road in the SEC West. And look, the SEC West is a little tougher than the East that he's used to facing. So I don't know uh, if you, if you're a, a trends guy, that's one that's kind of looking your way, Michael. And look, the sharps this line jumped two and a half points straight out of the gate. So. And still, only what twenty five percent of the bets and half the money's on the rib. So, 
<laughs> well, I was just raising my hand because when you said sharps, I was like, oh, what? Y- y- y'all looking for me? Dude, when I saw it at five and a half, I was like, oh my God, dive on this thing, right? Mm-hmm. Now that you're having to pay to get it under seven. If I, we'll talk about that in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. I almost let the cat out of the bag, guys, yeah. but uh, yeah. No yeah. pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> well. <laughs> Uh, yeah, look, we 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 I think we've killed the uh, killed the the proverbial cat on that one, and I think Michael yeah. may have a pick later. So shoot, it's let's clear play. it's clear that I'm going to be taking Old Miss in my pick three today, guys. <laughs> no big shocker uh, from the way I've been talking. That way, I can go ahead and give you a little bit more analysis here on this thing. I'm looking mm-hmm. at a 34-10, 34-17 kind of game. I, I hope you're right, man. God, I, I'm not look the rebel means wants that to be true so i'm i'm gonna just sit back and hope my co-host has nailed that so. well look the rebels weren't gonna cover everything they had to not get their cover last week they're gonna get right back right. on track this week that's right that's right hey mm-hmm. there you go there you go um it again I, i'm all about the trends and and let, let's go with them whatever it let's takes to, it. whatever it takes for the rebels to kick that ass well but speaking of our teams that's right We've got, yep, I mean, Ole Miss isn't the only one with a big game Saturday. It is a big game, but there's another big one right after. Yeah. we got to agree, this might be the you, best Saturday yet. I've really been enjoying how they'll put either, you know, Ole Miss in like the 4 o'clock slot and Bama in the 7 right after that or vice versa. So I'm able to not have Dude. to fight with my wife over the TV channel on the big TV, right? Oh, absolutely. This has been nice. That's like hey. they're catering to us. <laughs> it is. It, it, they are not only catering to us. It just hit me. This is the biggest kind of SEC weekend matchup we've gotten with ranked teams to, to today. Well, yeah, because last week it was like, well, you got Tennessee and Florida, Tennessee but you and also Florida, Alabama was- and Vandy, and kind of some shit like that. So yeah, yeah, this is the real week, and here's a real game coming in. We've got two top twenty-five teams ranked: number two Alabama versus number twenty Arkansas. Three thirty, CBS finally got to listen to fucking Gary Danielson. So oh, excited. Bama favored by 17. Uh, 17 looks like, and a hook is what you had here, but it seems yeah. to be 17 now, oh, so maybe ooh. it's sliding back the other way. Ooh, Over, under 61. Uh, under. Yeah, <laughs> under. <laughs> Arkansas's not scoring that much. Arkansas, but I like Arkansas to get 10 or 13 on this. Uh, that's it. I um, Man, yeah. But I'm a homer. Of course I'm going to say that. Look, I, I, I'll I'll hold your breath a second, Homer. I'll I'll let you. I'll, I'll do it for you. <laughs> Look, man, I do, I think this is a horrible spot for Arkansas. We we talked earlier in the show. If you were listening, man, they just had that heartbreaking loss to Texas A and M that was inexplicable. So you're coming off the mat, and you got to come. I don't care if you're coming home. You're coming home to Bama, a Bama team again that looked really solid once the, the SEC lights came on last weekend. You've got a bad secondary. Bama's got a pretty good quarterback. It just doesn't seem like any of the matchups work real well for Arkansas in this and situation. That's, that's exactly why I'm going to go ahead and be my own devil's advocate right now. Okay, I'm going to go against myself, and I'm going to say something to you. Bama, for some reason, for the last two years, sucks on the road in true road games. Every single one we play, it seems like we struggle our way through it. I hope they kind of figured that out since the Texas game. But, I mean, that was kind of the perfect storm of a breakfast game and the crowd and all that just totally new. Hopefully, we have got that under control. If we have not, we could have a long day again on the road and have to have Bryce bail us out in the fourth quarter like we've had to do at Florida and like we had to do at Texas. And, you, I mean, you just name it, right? 
I wish I'd have pulled out the stat now that I'm thinking about it, but I would like to know Saban's record on CBS, though. He dominates CBS. Dun, 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 dun. I That's mean, Big y- Ten music next year. Y'all dominate. You thank goodness. I'm so glad. <laughs> I love, I, I will miss the song, but the song ain't worth Gary. It no. just is not. I can play I can play the song on the radio if I need to hear it. Yeah, play it exactly. over. Um, but it, with that said, man, uh, this is a primetime game. Saban gets them up for it. It, it. What's funny is I think Bama is one of those weird things where they play Arkansas closer at home, and I think they kind of dominate on them up in in Fayetteville. Yeah, somehow we have, but I don't know, you know, why. I, I love Bama in this spot. To be honest, I think Bama rolls this game forty-two. Like you said, I think Arkansas scores 10, 13 points, and I think Bama scores about forty-two. I don't think. Arkansas's offense defense has any guns in it to slow Bama's offense down, and Memphis defense is clicking, man. It is. On I think fire. I think Bama should get forty-five unless look. If in the first two drives we're taking the play clock down to two seconds, just go ahead and throw your bet in the ground or whatever, because we're gonna here we go again. You know what I yeah. mean? Hopefully we'll get out there and be able to handle moving the ball. Uh, you know in the crowd noise and not having 150 penalties and all that. So if we oh, come yeah. out and play a clean game, we'll beat the crap out of them, but are we going to do that? That's the question. Yes. You know, I'm, I'm hoping we do. See. Well, it's going to be, I'll tell you something, the Bama fans will be happy. You know, we haven't, one thing we've been really missing is that over-the-top deep threat that we had in Jameis Williams and Jameson Williams, and to a, a, an extent, uh, with eight as well last year. He was oh, yeah. uh, Mechie. He was pretty, Mech- you know, he could, get on, he could get on the backside of the defense sometimes too. This year we haven't really had um, a lot of our players getting open over the top, and I think we're bringing back JoJo Earl and uh, Harrell, who is the transfer from Louisville, who's supposed to be a burner. And that should help us loosen up the front eight a little bit. You know what I mean? And uh, – Hopefully oh, are they that coming back us, this weekend? They should be back this week. They were both in oh. warm-ups last week. They didn't play, but they were both fully suited up, ready to go in case they needed to. Oh, oh, yeah. Bam- Tongue and yeah. cheek. Yeah. You know. Give me, <laughs> give me. It's Vandy. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Okay. If those two guys walk on the field, yeah, Bama by, Bama by 30. I mean, you know, is the timing going to be there and everything? I think so. I think their rust week would have been last week. I think they've full, been practicing full for two weeks now, and they are both really good to go. Yeah, they run, to they run fast. They get 15 yards behind the shitty Arkansas secondary. and your Which Heisman is banged trophy, up. And your, and your Heisman Trophy quarterback just lost. It gets it to them. I feel good about that. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm not I'm not putting this game in a pick three because it's Bama, and it just, just doesn't work out well for me ever because I'm a fucking <laughs> homer. But, um no. I like it too. I'm gonna surely waste some money on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, let's move on to the next one. Yes. We've got another dude. This is great. We got yeah. two. Well, <laughs> kind of. We're working our way down in interest level. I feel like we've got Texas A&M headed to Mississippi State, which is compelling if you like maroon. Ooh, a lot of maroon in this yeah. game. Ooh, mm-hmm. uh, won't be able to tell if they're bleeding. I'm a bite my tongue on the uniform matchup here I yeah that's a uh maybe they'll go out, do their snowball and go all white they like to they like to yeah, do that they game. do kind of look sharp when they just use those colors as trim state um, so, actually state actually wore a throwback against bowling green this last weekend from it was like from the that. 50s or whatever and it was tight i, I liked, liked it. it it was very clean it. very it, mm-hmm. it, it was it was sharp well um, the aggies are coming into to starkville stark vegas for those of you in the know at four o'clock eastern on the sec network now, 
we've got a little bit of a weird line here. We've got a number 17 Texas A&M, which maybe has lost to Appalachian State, so shouldn't be number 17. But State is favored by four at home, and we have an over-under in the 40s in a college game, and you know what that means. Yawner, snooze fest. Yeah, they're not expecting much offense to go on, a lot of defense. And How is that possible with the Pirate? Well... A&M does one thing, and that's play defense. Right. And State does one thing a lot better than Arkansas did, and that's play defense. And mm-hmm. A&M could only score 16 against that crappy, like Arkansas's depleted secondary. I don't think Vegas thinks a and going to be able to score many points when they go to the land of the Bells against a better defense that's a little more rested. So it seems like conventional wisdom would tell you to take the under in this. So that's when you just go take the over, even though it makes no sense. Yeah, absolutely take the over because they'll just <laughs> it'll turn into a damn somehow. Shootout. Somehow it'll be twenty eight twenty eight at the end, right? Oh, absolutely. But I don't know. I think this game really does play in the state's favor. I I, I just said I think state's got a better defense than Arkansas, and Arkansas was able to shut A and M down. They just weren't able to score on A and M's defense. That's where state comes in. We saw State blow a game at, at LSU that they should have won. They dropped a punt, which really turned momentum. But if you look throughout the game, they had multiple drop passes on the Carlson routes on third and short, fourth and short, which are the lifeblood of the Pirates offense. And, uh-huh. and look, Will, Will Rogers is a good quarterback. He's putting it on the numbers. If the receivers are catching those passes, State offense has a chance to, to like you said you were before the show, Paper cut them to death, and I, I, I could see them absolutely running away and beating A&M. I do, too, and I think, like, occasionally, once a year, the Pirate gets somebody and catches them a little bit off guard, and when he does that, I mean, he put he pours it on. I'm not saying it's going to be Texas A&M this week. They're a candidate for that. It could be them, but, you know, if, it, if so, you know, being at home, this is the right spot for something like that to happen. Now, Texas A&M is full of five-star athletes. If they all get off the bus and act like they want to play, they should win this game, right? But, you know, maybe there's too many plays in the old Jimbo Fisher playbook to, to get it done. I don't know. Um, I just had, how can you have faith in Jimbo's offense right now? I don't. I don't have any faith in it whatsoever, <laughs> and that's the only reason why. That's why I'm saying, like, this could be a situation where if they come in and they get on their heels a little bit, like Pirate mm-hmm. could just run it up on them real quick. Or oh, yeah. it could be a knockdown drag out or Texas A&M. Like that. There is no score in this game that would shock me. If you told me it was 56 <laughs> to 10 at the end, I would be like, who won? I wouldn't even yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I agree. I agree with you. I could. This game could just be so wonky and crazy. But uh, you know, I, I think Starkville is going to be rocking. I, I'm not. I'm. I look state. I don't know why I'm doing this. I did it with the LSU state game, but I'm. I don't know, man. I'm going to be surprised if state don't pop a And M in this one. Yeah, I mean, um, home favorites against teams that are much higher ranked than them tend to be a really good system to play. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if you're playing that whole, you know. WTF it, it's style almost a of, WTF almost it's not quite one we I think we talked no. ourselves out of it being a WTF it was close I don't think we had a true WTF this week did we didn't see one I first week in a while yeah this we was the closest three. one and I don't know if it's because we're regional and we understand mm-hmm. it better and we yeah. looked at that and, and nationally how would this be viewed mm-hmm. but I think even nationally, people are starting to question what kind of offense does A&M have and I think Look, man, state's not an unknown. Hey, the app state victory just gave us enough. It was enough national exposure for us to take the Texas A and M 
You know, if Texas A&M comes in this undefeated, this is a huge WTF, right? What? And absolutely. And playing in Cowbell Hill isn't unknown to the nation. They know it's a no, tough place no. to go. They know it's like, look, that's it's not a secret anymore that it's very loud in Starkville, Mississippi, when those bells get going. Moral of the story is this line's on the money. Flip a coin if you're going to bet. <laughs> there you go. But not the coin I flipped two weeks ago. Yeah, that thing's no, in no. a sewer somewhere. It's gone. No, it's with it's with the God's Godspeed to whoever bottle. finds that fucking thing. <laughs> You stick that in a Coke machine for your last cola, you're dying of thirst, and it's going to get stuck. It's a bad yeah. one. All right. Um, we're, we're finished with the Maroon Bowl. Let's Oof. go to the Tiger Bowl. Oh. Again. Tiger Bowl. Part due. Tiger. <laughs> same place, same time, just a different tiger. Is it the same time? I think they were like 2.30 last week. It's 7 o'clock this week yeah, on ESPN. But still, it's two tigers and Jordan Hare. Jordan Hare again. Right. Um, yep. LSU at Auburn. The the, the LSU the the, re, the visiting Bengal Tigers. You know, yeah. for very good reason, favored by nine points. Another over under in the SEC in the forties. What does that mean? Yawner. A lot of poop quarterback play. It is going to suck to watch. Like yeah. you got to be a fan to watch it, or money on it. So if you're gonna put, money, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Man, I tell you though, I think I think there's something to this. I think everybody's getting enamored with how bad Finley and the Ashford kid are at playing the quarterback. Mm-hmm. That they've completely forgot that the Daniels kid at LSU's not real good at throwing it either. So I, I mean, I, I get this line being nine because LSU seems to have got it together. They played uh Florida State close. They beat Mississippi State at home, but again, did they really win that game or did State more give it to them? And then they beat the shit out of two nobodies back to back. So the Daniel Daniel's numbers against the two nobodies really doesn't impress me. But against Mississippi State, they weren't really good. And against Florida State, they weren't really good. I I see this being exactly like the Tiger Bowl of last week. It's just a sloppy ass game that somebody wins by three or four points because nobody really wants to win it. There's enough defense. I do think that forty five is probably a good play because both teams have a pretty good defense and have pretty shitty offenses. Actually, mm-hmm. the unders are probably a hell of a play there. But I also like Auburn, man. I, I like Auburn to keep this. I don't think LSU is going to beat anybody in the SEC by nine points. Do you? Hey, look, that's all I'm saying is don't forget how bad LSU is, yeah. too. Who's LSU that's, beating by nine in the SEC? Yeah. I mean, look, they got beat by fucking Florida State earlier this year. Yeah. In okay. in, in Louisiana. In, yeah. And full of Kunasses. That's crazy. Yeah. How, how could that even happen? It, State um, had them. I mean, State had him beat until they had that punt. And that, look, you know who's not going to be in Jordan Hare? The LSU crowd. Nope. Nope. That's they'll it. Have, it's going to be an Auburn Indian crowd. burial ground crowd. Exactly. So uh, I need a couple, you know, buffalo bones or something to rattle together and point it toward, and, you know, the look, plains. It's, it's nighttime. It. It's nighttime in Jordan Hare. And that's when the Indians really get, they've, they've been drinking all oh, day. Oh, hell yeah. That drinking, drinking and gambling. Indians. Yeah, drinking gambling Indians are like, we got some shit to do. They got some money on Auburn. (laughs) We we lost all our money all day. We need Auburn to cover this spread. Damn right. So, uh, shit, we need to just throw that one in as a consensus almost, Consensus, uh, Auburn in the under. You bet your ass. Auburn Auburn in the under. It'll be be 17 to 14 one way or another. Bet your ass. No, no, that's way too clean. It's going to be like 18 to 12 12 or something weird like that. Somebody's going to punt it off the the up man's ass in the end zone, and it's going to go into the – and Bruce Pearl's going to catch it in the student section with his body painted. (laughs) Perfect. See, like – Is that a prop bet somewhere? Oh, I'm sure it is. Plus plus 200. 
<laughs> it's not Sound a long it. shot by any means. Yeah, I've got some buddies that would take that. Love it, man. I love right. it. So shit, we've talked some football. Now let's talk about picking some games on, right? Yeah, that's the most important part here is telling you which games to bet on and which ones we're going to bet on, which is yep, that's so right. Far, so good, right? That's right. And we tell you the best part of our records. That's how we do this here. Yeah, the best part. I mean, Petty, he's got ten and four. We don't even know if that's true, but it's pretty fucking close. It's pretty damn close to ten and four. I actually think that's pretty accurate. I was I two and two last accurate, week. Yeah. I was eight and two. So look, mm-hmm. I was two and two. Um, me and Michael were two and zero oh on our WTFs. We told you, mm-hmm. like Michael mm-hmm. nailed in, earlier in the show, we nailed the straight up win over Appalachian State from James Madison. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got the president, and we gave you uh, the Beavers. Beavers, you know, real men take the condoms off of Trojans and go all in on Beavers. And like it was like a three point game all the way the whole time. Hell, it, I think we, I think uh, Oregon State led most of, a lot of it. It's very comfortable game uh, yeah. if you're Oregon State better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so hey, good man, stuff last week. Michael was three and zero oh and hot. Um, and I was. What do we go? Seven and two total. Can't yeah, beat se- that. Seven and two. If you bet all week zero bets last week, you were plus five. That's yeah, pretty good week, that. man. Can't beat that. And at if all. you bet like our pilot buddy, that's you know plus five times whatever your fucking max bet is. That's a lot of damn money. Minus all the stupid bets he makes. Yes, that cr- we don't it, give him. Take the take the stupid bets out. Max bet all our bets, and you had a damn solid week, my man. <laughs> That would have been a big one. That would have been well. Let's get into this week, man. Okay. Um, I see your picks right here. I am not gonna lie. I, I I'm intrigued. Let's talk about them. What if this first game right here? This feels like it's a little bit out of left field, but maybe it's just because it's heavy B1G action, and we haven't heard much from old Woodchopper lately. What's going on over in uh, in the Gopher Dome? In the Gopher Dome, well, what you have from heard from the wood chopper, if people have been paying attention, is he's just been rowing boats and chopping wood at Minnesota. They've <laughs> rowing boats. I forget. Uh, Shiano's the wood chopper, right? Yeah, he's a she, boat rower. It, yeah. yeah he is from the Shiano tree, I believe, and that's why he's a boat rower, though. PJ, they like, yeah, they. he's all about a, 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 a goober cliche, and his is row the boat. Um, But they've been I'm gonna, rowing. I'm going to start being like, type the article. <laughs> Minnesota is uh, 4-0 against the spread this year. So, obviously, they're the easy pick against Purdue, who has kind of struggled. But if you look at who Minnesota's played, they haven't really been battle-tested. Mi- uh, Michigan State, unfortunately, is not very good, even though they kicked the shit out of them. So, they're getting plus – they're favored by 12.5 at home over the Purdue Boilermakers. Take Purdue, who has been scrappy. Scrappy. Every, look, they haven't won every game, but they haven't been blown out in any game, and they – played Syracuse to the wire that that game Syracuse had to have the crazy play to beat them at the very end they've had some kind of heartbreakers I think Purdue keeps this game close uh this is um Minnesota's first nine cover of the year take Purdue plus 12 and a half Bullamakers yeah Minnesota not getting to that cover five not many people do not many people do which is kind of scary with my next pick right oh it is a little scary but about you know one out of 25 do make it. So let's right. take a look at this next one. What do you got? Who you got in this one? Now, this is something that is interesting to me because I got I get text messages from Petty throughout the weekend. And I think he writes himself, like texts himself notes. And sometimes if it's good enough, he'll forward it on to me too. And he sent one that said, BC is really bad. Fade them. Fade BC. And Fade BC. And I've been, I, I sent it last weekend and then I sent it again this weekend. Um. <laughs> I grabbed this game, and sorry, look, gamblers, if you know how this works, you can do it online. You grab the line when, when you know, sharps grab it when they like it. Yeah, grab it when you see it. 
Uh, Louisville came out as 11-point favorite over BC. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a big fan of taking a, a team that hasn't covered yet. They're eventually going to cover a spread. Vegas is eventually going to peg them right. However, there's there's the Duke unicorn. Every once in a while, there's a Duke unicorn that can't cover a spread all season. I'm mm-hmm. wondering if BC's that team. They may get some name recognition because Boston College, you know, there's something. They, the everybody past. thinks they had a defense, probably. Yeah. Louisville's actually kind of been competent this year. You know, they they played Florida State to a tilt. They came out of the gate bad against Syracuse, but then they got walked, just skull walked, drug because walked. they couldn't hand off the ball without fumbling. You but know, then they pretty, went down to, to Central Florida and they're like, oh, you can't win down. That's a crazy place. And then they kicked the shit out of them. I actually like Louisville minus 11. That's all I'm else I'm going to say about it. Take Louisville minus 11 against Boston College. I don't think Boston College can keep it inside the number with anybody. Now, I know that line's jumped to 15 in most books, but I got it at 11. If you Look, if you're one this of those a good opportunity for a teaser, right? Yeah, if you're one of those teaser I never people, condone those, but no. here you go. Here you go. Tease it with Alabama. Hey, knock Alabama down to 11 and a half and take a tease with uh, Louisville. Uh, yeah, <laughs> down to nine and Bama. So that's my pick. Nice. I like sorry. it. Sorry. So, well, you got one more for me. Got, right? I got you, one I more. Got I got yeah. three. It's not to pick yeah, two. Yeah, so, I've got, it's not. Yeah, my bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> All right. Cincinnati is going on the road to. To the Ole Miss just played Tulsa. Tulsa is getting nine and a half points at home after a close loss in Oxford. Look, when teams like Tulsa lose a game close in Oxford, it's looked viewed more by that team as a moral victory. This isn't a oh, we're licking our wounds because yep. we lost a close one. This is actually something they build on. And this is also a Tulsa team that went on the road last year to Cincinnati and lost twenty eight to twenty. At the time, that was Cincinnati's closest game until I said, like I said earlier, Bama beat the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. This is a Tulsa team that's scrappy, and you're getting nine and a half at home against a team that's not as good as last year that you took to the wire. I hate transitive property. I know I'm using it, but I know what I saw in Tulsa, too. I saw a team that didn't quit against Ole Miss and fought mm-hmm. to the end. They fight like that against Cincinnati. I love them to cover this plus nine and a half. Nine and a half is too much. And yep, you know, like conventional wisdom for people is like, oh, if it's nine and a half, they only got to win by 10. I'm going to go that. I'm on the other side. If it's nine and a half, I feel like it's a trap. Yeah, They're like, just, oh, it's yeah. only nine and a half to cover. No, I mean, that's bad news. If it's 10 and a half, I feel more comfortable with it taking a favorite. Um, same thing right here. This nine and a half line. Uh Tulsa at home, that Tulsa team, it doesn't look like many teams. There's probably a handful of teams in the country that's going to beat them by 10. Dude, they've got a 260-pound running back. Ole Miss struggled to tackle all night. That guy yeah. was a damn bowling ball. Yeah, Tulsa's so, notorious for having an offense that is yeah. definitely plays above their uh, talent level. So I give you that. They also had a good-looking receiver. Tall yeah, guy, they, slow as hell, but he was he'd get up. He made he gobbled it. He was he looked like he was running in water, man. But he, like, like could be because he was so tall. You remember how Matt Jones, old quarterback for Arkansas, used to look slow? Looked like he, he so ran tall. a five seven, but actually ran yeah, a four two. Four, four. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Could have been that dynamic, you know, just a trick of the eyes. But uh, I, I do like that pick, man. I think that's a good one. I saw that Tulsa team last week too, and looked like I don't think they come out of this as a beat down team. No. I think again, like you said, that's a jumping off point. Absolutely. So, cool. like I said, Purdue plus 12 and a half, Louisville minus 11, Tulsa nine and a half. And now I got to turn it over to my man, Michael, who was a scorching hot 3 0 last week. Who you like oh, well, this week? B- before I even jump in, what do you think about this new uh, ticker Ooh. I got scrolling across the bottom of the screen right here, highlighting Petty's pick three? I mean, it's like we've moved into 2022 or something. We may be high tech and moving into the future, but I would really like to play that 80s song big time. 
Look, if you want to get the if you want to get the subscription to our show on the Ocho and watch that, you're gonna have to go through Petty's OnlyFans account. It's the only thing, <laughs> only way we got right now. <laughs> yeah, and you got to DM me something good to get into that thing. Petty's picks: Purdue plus twelve point five at Minnesota, Louisville minus eleven and a half at BC, and Tulsa plus nine nine and a half at home against Cincy. Nice mix of home home and away, and underdogs and favorites. Good job, Petty. I like that. I nice, guess nice. I'm going to jump in. Here we go. I have three picks for you. All right. The first pick, I have already uh, covered it in detail. I'm taking the Ole Miss Rebels. Get it under a touchdown. It kind of might have to hurry because, it, like I said, started at five and a half. It's moved all the way up to seven now. It means you're buying a half to get it down there to get that win. Uh, You know, when it starts getting up eight or nine, I might not be that comfortable with this one. I think eight's probably my top. Um, So... I got it at five and a half, so I'm going to take six and a half, though, since it's since it's Wednesday. I'm going to be, you know, a fair guy, and it didn't move five points like Petty's did. I see why I <laughs> <like> that. <laughs> what do you think, Petty? You, you like Look, the, uh, the other the, team, I assume? No, the fan side of me, it, this scares the shit out of me because, you know, I'm a fan and I'm nervous. The gambler side of me that looks at just the pure numbers, man, I, I hard to argue this. Hard to argue it at all. Hottie Whoa. fucking toddy. Hotty fucking toddy, as they say sometimes around uh, friendly parts, right? <laughs> so uh, this next one's a Friday game that I've got for you guys. So I'm glad we're going to get this podcast out on Thursday. But Freaky I, Friday. Sorry, I can't help it. I'm going to do it every time. I'm bringing, I'm bringing you the Roadrunners of Texas San Antonio. I don't know if you guys have been watching this team, beep, but beep. they play good football, y'all. And uh, they got good... Good support out there. Their coach, he gets it, man. I heard an interview with him a few weeks back. Mm. This dude freaking gets it. He knows what it takes to build a program. He's in the middle middle of building one, and he's not going anywhere. I think he likes living in San Antonio. And and they're low-key good, man. They've been playing solid football. And they're headed to a team who had an enormous victory on the road last week with the Middle Tennessee I guess what do they call those? The Blue Raiders or something? I can't yep. even remember their uh, their Blue mascot. Uh, they went down and whooped a Miami Dolphins team that's by what a hundred million dollar team down there by now, right? They're oh, really yeah, putting man. money in the NIL, and they're coming back. So they've had a big week. It's been a big week on campus for all those kids. It had to be the uh, biggest win in their camp- their history, right? Yeah, something like that. I mean, I'm sure they probably beat Bama once in the early 2000s when we sucked, <laughs> but everybody else did. But Tim um, Rattay, brother. This is a this is a team that plays good fundamental football. They're going to be able to score. Um, they're going to shock this Middle Tennessee team that just came off the biggest week of their life. All right, I'm just playing. I'm playing this as a huge emotional win coming off that coming up against a very good team. Now that doesn't work if the team coming up against them sucks. This team does not suck. Texas, no, the the, re- the Road Runners will get your ass. Take the Road Runners. Uh, this team's probably covered three out of their four this year, I think, so far. So, no, I love this play. I, I wish I would have. I wish I would have thought more into it and put it in mind because I agree. Middle Tennessee State's been the biggest win in program history. You're coming home. You've been singing your praises, mm-hmm. and do you do you have the ability to get up against a? T- you know, if you're playing nobody, it doesn't matter. You can slop through a half and then make it up in the second. But if you slop through the first half against this Roadrunner team. They're You're gonna done. have all those acme surprises that they they had for the coyote, and you're mm-hmm. gonna be down blown up, falling mm-hmm. off the cliff. Mm-hmm. Acme footballs, bad news. <laughs> acme footballs that explode. Um, no, seriously though, I, 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 I absolutely. I, this Roadrunner team's completely competent, and I, I love the idea of, of 
a, the psychology behind this is a great pick. You know me, always digging in for the for the edge, mm-hmm. right? I don't want to just take picks because I like them. Yes. You know, I need an edge. All right, third game, speaking of edges. All right, we have got a team in Coastal Carolina who is steadily handling business in their conference. They are the class of the conference. Their athletes are a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger, a little bit faster. Little their bit coach is coach. becoming experienced <laughs> with Mr. Chadwell down there. We uh, – Look, I mean, we're, we're trying to, to us, get him a better job. Man. If they'd listen to us, he'd be in South Carolina right now, and South Carolina would not be trying to play Beamer ball to win games against chumps. Good but, hey, nobody listens to us, right? Nope. So here we go. Auburn would have Fleck, maybe Rowan Boat. The worry is you have a Georgia Southern team coming in that can score, that has put 40 points on a Power 5 team in Nebraska, if you can still call them a Power 5 team. Yeah. Okay, Man. you got a team that can Loose score. Terms. You've also got a team that a lot of people have seen out there that a lot of people think are darlings. Now, Coastal Carolina's been darlings for a few years. If you've been watching them, they've been covering a lot of clip like eight and two for both the last two years. Um, oh, yeah, that's going to continue because it's it's really kind of hard to handicap these guys. They they just try to win by ten or fifteen points is really what happens. So keep that eye out there. I think you're going to get a two touchdown victory, maybe seventeen in this game. Uh, you could see the score a little higher in this than you're used to in these in the uh, in the Coastal Carolina games. This may be a forties to twenties situation when it's all said and done. Uh, I love it. I love these low key games. Uh, I still don't think a lot of attention is paid to Coastal and what mm-hmm. you would just said how how good Chadwell's done with that program how mm-hmm. well they play week in and week out in their mm-hmm. conference, and they take their conference game serious, and this is a big one. Uh, Georgia State's not that weird team that runs the triple option every play anymore. They kind of Southern. throw it. So they're uh, Yeah, Georgia Southern. So they're more of a traditional team, so it's not mm-hmm. going to catch them off guard. I love this play. No, they go fast play, fast pace and stuff, but <laughs> yeah. these guys are used to it. It's not yeah. like we're bringing Oregon down there. Man, I don't point, know. Right? I think you continue your hot week from last week, man. I think that's solid, solid round. Let's do I it. Really, I love those I three. I really hope you're right, right on one of them. Let's drop. Oh yeah, I bet you do. I bet you do. Let's drop my. Let's drop my picks on the ticker now and yeah. re-review those. UTSA minus four and a half at Middle Tennessee. Georgia Southern going to Coastal Carolina minus ten and a half. Take Coastal Carolina and Ole Miss Rebels got Kentucky visiting at home. Take Ole Miss minus the touchdown six and a half right. for us. Yes, sir. And oh, uh, what's that? What, 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 ring, what? ring! I hear something Wait, coming in. On. We got a, like a, we got a bonus coming in, right? No, like, it's like it's like a Christmas story. What's behind the tree? Over what's there? behind that tree over there? One more package over. in the corner. Yeah, it's a um, damn consensus pick. It's a consensus pick, right? We had one that we both landed on, and uh, that takes it out of our pick three and pushes it into the week zero consensus territory. And this one's coming to you from the B one G. One of the fattest coaches in the B1G going up against the school that used to have the fattest coach in the B1G. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And shoot, I think he was actually in, in the one that's at Illinois used to be. He got a start up there, didn't he? With that fat coach. I think they were a tag team. Well, that makes sense. That makes a As lot of sense. As a matter of fact, sense. I know for a fact they were. That's who Pretty he was sure the offensive were. coordinator. Absolutely. So here you go. We have got Brett Bielema. Bielema. Right. Going. Plus 8.5 is what this was when it started. I think this might have moved to plus 7 by now because, what? dude, I, I'm Damn, telling you. Damn, it started you, at 9, really. I'm telling you, our uh, our influence, as soon as we bet, they, they pick Damn us it. up as sharps and start moving the lines, right? So, well, Illinois plus 8.5. If you can get that thing over 8, 
do it. This is great stuff. Um, Wisconsin, they've got a good running back, but that's all Illinois does is just jam the freaking ball down your throat. This is going to be a this will be a classic football matchup. If you like watching a good 17 to 14, just, you know, punt, punt fast, this is going to do it for you. Look, I think Illinois could win this game outright. They may be sure. jumping around up in Wisconsin, Madison in the fourth quarter, which is really damn cool, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's a badass tradition. Mm-hmm. It is not going to matter because it will not shake the bulimeth that is bulimia. Uh, I think I, I love Illinois plus eight and a half. I actually think this is one of the games of the week. If you're one of those people that like to take one of the fun money line games looking for an upset, I believe Illinois may go in after whiskey's licking their wounds from the ass beating they took in the horseshoe last week at Ohio State. And blaming them are a solid team, man. They're not bad. I could see you telling me there. Illinois is last week's Kansas State. Yes, there you go. Oh, a uh, shout-out to my pilot friend who gave me bad information and in saying that Nebraska's old quarterback was playing for Kansas and kicking ass nope. when it was actually Kansas State. Yeah. Um, and he, <laughs> he showed out against Oklahoma, Martinez. Like six uh, touchdowns. Dude, how like how long? And there's had to have been two Martinez in Nebraska because now, I feel like they've had a quarterback for a decade. That years old. Yeah, like, 35 years old. You think he, he graduated taught, with he, Steady? You think he graduated with Uncle Steady? No, he, he Steady was graduating eighth grade when Martinez was <laughs> – as a senior like they no took doubt. over yeah good lord no man no steady steady like steady was the freshman when martinez was the senior at modern day or somewhere <laughs> i love it i love it john no, west steady now did west, not go to modern day steady no, he had to go to like, like john Car- was the carol georgia the, yeah somewhere in georgia yeah. georgia somewhere valdosta that's it kids we've done it we've another done another fantastic episode of football analysis some picks and uh, some nonsense. Yeah, some fun. I think some we fun. covered all the bases. The, that was it. We call that the week zero triangle of success. Some Absolutely. football, some picks, and some nonsense. And we made it before the hurricane got me. Uh, you you lived through. There's only a couple little blips in there, I think. Uh, this uh, For everyone out there who started in the middle, do you do that with a podcast? Uh, Petty's in the middle of a hurricane, and that's why some of his sound got wonky. Yeah, so my, I, my internet is uh, it's on, it's on death door. It's at the mercy of Mother Nature, and yeah. uh, I think Petty's been a good boy this year, so he might get out safe. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so, man. <laughs> but if, I hope so to get to the weekend, right? If you're not following us on three different podcast apps, you're a total asshole. Yeah, so you're, you need you're to right? download Spotify. You need to download Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. If you're a Google mm-hmm. person, you need to download Stitcher and go to Week Zero Sports and subscribe and auto-download all of them. Yeah, that's good for us. And you want to help us keep doing this, right? Yeah. Or I mean, I heart if you want to get really crazy or Google. But mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. once you do that, you go to weekzerosports.com and we have all these great articles that I write. And there's this big red subscribe button right in the middle that takes you to our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. which uh, You can check out some of our former awesome shows where we've interviewed Alabama and Ole Miss players. Or you can subscribe so you can get alerted to our upcoming shows for these Saturdays that are coming up on Saturday morning cocktail kickoff. Man, that show's fun. Gotta love the Saturday morning cocktail kickoff. My cocktail this past week, I believe, was hydration water, though, unfortunately. So hopefully the next time we get out here, I'll be able to pour something up good. Oh, absolutely. And we got some guests coming up on that, man. Some some Ole Miss quarterbacks, maybe some Mississippi State players, some A&M beat writers, some Alabama football players. So, man, tune in for that. So you want to subscribe. You don't want to miss. Don't want to miss it. Yeah, it's better live because you can join the conversation in the comments because right. we do 
Uh, we don't take callers because we're not that sophisticated, but we do let the comments come up on the screen and we talk about it. So if you've got some smart ass thing to say, by all means, come and say it. We will see you guys next week. Same time, same place. Absolutely. See you there, guys. The Week Zero podcast is made possible by our founding sponsors. First, Workspace Solutions of Charlotte, North Carolina. They provide websites, social media, and digital advertising. Visit WorkspacePros.com. Second, we have DreamWork Financial Group of Birmingham, Alabama, a registered investment advisor. They have personalized portfolios, wealth management, and Spectre and Tempo funds. Visit DreamWork.Financial/WeekZero. Remember, investments involve risk. See website for disclaimers. A third, we have Custom Plumbing and Gas Fitters of Tuscaloosa, Alabama. They specialize in residential and commercial plumbing and gas fitting, new construction and remodels. Call 205-534-2800. Finally, we have Real Rock Thin Stone Veneer by Lambstone Company. It's interior and exterior stone, thick wall and thin stone veneer. Visit lambstone.com slash week zero for more information.